Living Proof with Chris Flickinger. And welcome to another episode of Living Proof with Chris Flickinger, where overcoming fears and beliefs through a strong mindset can and will be achieved. This is Dan Morrow, and here is Chris Flickinger. How are you today, sir? I am doing well today, Dan, and yourself? I'm doing very good. Good, good, good to hear. Doing, so what have you been up to? It's been a, it's been a while. Yes. It's been a while. I've been trying to get all the uh, podcast shows up and running. I've been trying to, to uh, establish more shows all together. This is, um, right now, this is the one show with, the one series with the most shows recorded already and um so so that's good now i, I gotta start getting the other shows the other shows being the dan morrow show the uh, couples retreat and there there's another show i have up my sleeves that i, I want to try to get done if i can do it all right well i appreciate you uh taking the time to help me launch this show and i guess we could jump right into a couple of things it has been busy I, we've been away for a little while mm-hmm. so i've been doing a little reflecting And I thought of something when we were going back and forth about overcoming adversity and challenges and, you know, what's your focus? So I thought we might start today's show off with focus. I want to share a little story with you. At my travels just recently, I was listening to a podcast and this fellow, his name is Victor Antonio, very good. He's a sales trainer. So his whole thing is sales training. Mm -hmm. And he talked about focus. So in his particular podcast, it was about a runner, actually two runners, two buddies, they go for a run. They're in this marathon. They finish this marathon, like sprint marathon. So it's like a 10 mile run. You get done at the end of the um, race. They always had some sort of bagel, fruit, something to give to the participants. These participants, the two guys, they finish. And one guy goes, hey, look, they have free bagels. Let's go stand in line and get some bagels, you know, we just got done this race. We'll kind of replenish ourselves. The other guy goes, well, why are we going to go stand in that long line for those bagels? He goes, well, because number one, we just finished a race. Number two, kind of hungry. And number three, it's free. Why not? Guy goes, nah, it's just, it's just too much. Why don't we go? He said, well, I'm going to go stand in line anyway. So his friend waits. He comes back with two bagels. He shares it and he gets done. And the moral of the story was focus. Some people focus on the result or other people focus on the obstacle. Mm-hmm. In this example, the result or the goal was free bagels. It's something I needed, something I would like to have. The other guy, his focus was on why I can't get there. Right. Because the line's too long, why bother? He was seeing all the work involved. Yes, and he was seeing the, the amount of time it would take and he didn't see any value in it. And I thought that was really interesting because a lot of times we go through life and where do we place value and where do we place our interests and where do we place our goals? Are we focused on the outcome or are we focused on the obstacle? So that was, that was pretty interesting to, to see. And I'm going to share a few other things with you this yeah. morning. But I don't know. What do you typically see when you're out and about? Do you I, at, I can see both sides, Okay, actually. And it, it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, Tony Robbins mentions this. And and he's got a process he calls chunking, okay. Because because of this exact thing that you bring up, you know, let's go to Jamaica, you know, hey, to play a place. It, it's it's, nice, it's this time of year we should be going exactly. to Jamaica. Exactly, it, it's that easy. For some people, 
they see, okay, let's go to Jamaica. For others, well, we got to book the flights. We're going to have to pack. How long are we going to stay? You got to pay the hotel room. Now we got to figure out, are we going to rent a car? Are we going to do this? Uh, are, are we? What if the flight's late? Or, or what, what if we can't make this? They think of a whole list of things. What if we're delayed at the tarmac? We can't get out. Now we, now we got our bags. What if the bags aren't aren't on the same flight? What, we got to get a hotel. We we have to make sure the cars there, the transportation. Um, we're ne- we're going to need to have cash for tips. We're going to, and now we're going to have to plan. You know, getting the flight back. How are we going to? We're going to get a rapid rover, and that that's all the stuff that they see, and and. You know, sometimes I can get like that, and other time, and other people do what what Tony Robbins mentions with with chunking. You know, book a flight, pack, book your transportation, get there, get your hotel, enjoy it, come home. You know, it's it's in chunks. Right. You know, okay, book the flight. Now you do all the little stuff involved in the in the flight, but other people just you know they're immediately turned off. Who wouldn't want a trip to Jamaica? But when it becomes reality, they're immediately turned off by all the work that they see that's being involved to have to do this. You know, hey, you want a bagel? Nah, I gotta. You know, I'm I'm where I am right now. Now I gotta walk over there. I just did a marathon. Now I gotta walk over there, and now I gotta wait in line, and now I gotta do this and do that. You know, I I, and and we do it. You know. We'll, we'll pace the house for a half hour because we're trying to find something that we can make in five minutes, and we can have, we could have heated something up could for have done for you know ten minutes the most, but we'll spend an hour stalling, procrastinating, and finding excuses why we can't do you know just just make a ten minute thing. We do it when we're at the stores, at the convenience stores, the Wawas. You know, I'll I I don't want to stand behind that guy. He's ordering. Let me, you know, let me spend twenty minutes trying to find an alternative rather than ordering something from from the counter. Correct. Up until now, and up until this conversation, and I didn't know where we were going to go once we, you know, we never do when we get started no. with these podcasts. I was recently attending um, a workshop, a couple day workshop, and it was on, and we can spend days, if not weeks, if not years, on studying what makes people happy. Well, in this class, and pertinent to the time constraints we have this morning, I realized what you just said is something I would have done in terms of why bother, what if, what next, and you keep thinking of all the negative things about the trip to Jamaica mm-hmm. rather than the positive things. Or, or the trip to the bagel. Or the trip to the bagel, yeah. or the trip at the, or at the grocery store, or with your, your family members when you're involved in a conference, or making dinner. Mm-hmm. And they gave it a name. And I didn't know this was a name. And I learned about myself on this. And there was a lot of us in the room that we all sort of gravitated towards. It's called t- catastrophizing. It's a hard word to say. Catastrophizing. <laughs> and I, I, brought, I jotted down some notes about this. It was very, very interesting to see that there's three categories. And if you go to, I guess if you Google, you'll get all this information I'm about to talk okay, about. Let me just see if I can say that one more time. Catastrophizing. 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 So use your Jamaica as mm-hmm. an example, here's right. your trip. So we're going to kind of springboard off of the Tony Robbins chunking. Mm-hmm. You demonstrated 
a series of thoughts. I could say it easier and just say being, uh, we're Debbie Downering. Debbie Downering. Yeah, we could do that. (laughs) Again, I didn't want to interrupt. No, that's fine. That's fine. They break it down. All these psychologists, all these people break it down like three categories. You're either vortexing, which is your spiraling. So think about spiraling out of control with the thought process. So it's not necessarily the line or the or the flight or the packing. Your thought process is taking you down further and further to why you can't do something or why you choose not to do something or the worst case scenario. And we're kind of wired that way as people. Right. Or you're jumping around. You're targeting. That's the second thing they explain to us. And in targeting, it's, well, I got to pack. Well, who's going to drive? Well, who's going to watch the kids? Are we bringing the kids? You're targeting, you're jumping all over the place, but you're still going down a sort of negative path. And the third one is, and you mentioned this in your, I want to cook dinner. It's sort of, they call it a shark attack. And it's one or two thoughts that constantly go over and over in your head. Like, I got so much, there's so much time, I got so much time, to, to do stuff, but I don't have any time to do stuff. There's too much time. I don't have enough time. It's back and forth. Like, what am I going to eat? I'm not sure. What do you want? I don't know. Well, what do you want? Well, I don't know. Well, what do you want? And if, and you just keep circling and circling and circling. And I find myself, after coming out of this two-day workshop, going, boy, I need to do a better job in if we're going to overcome obstacles, if we're going to overcome certain events in our life, have to identify what is it that I'm doing in my head? What is my head telling me? You know, and that's, they, they gave us a sort of a, I guess for lack of better words, a, a template to follow. In your Jamaican example, if you describe, you know, what is the issue? <laughs> the issue is the Jamaica trip. So, and then you came up with all the worst things. Now, now they weren't worst things, but you came up with a series of, reasons why you don't think you could go on that trip. So, and if you take any other thing into context, it's the same thing. Like, what am I going to do for transportation? Well, what if the car breaks down? What if we miss our flight? Right. You know, what, and you keep, so what you, the goal is you write down all the worst possible things that could happen by going, what if I go to Jamaica and I catch, a, I don't know, a Jamaican cold. I don't even know what that is, but maybe right. it's worse than a cold at home. Right. So you drum up all these negative thoughts in your head. They, and they, the, uh, the facilitator said, write them down. Then they take you to the other end. It's like a pendulum. So I'm here in, the, in my bad place. Swing it all the way over like a pendulum to the best possible place. And that best possible place is, what if I get to the airport on time and they upgrade me to first class? Right. Right. What if I'm sitting in first right. class and I meet Tony Robbins? Mm-hmm. What if Tony Robbins says, why are you staying at that hotel? Why don't you be my personal guest for the week in Jamaica and spend it on my yacht? And what you're supposed to do in this example is they're both irrational. Your feelings on a negative are rational. And are you really going to be bumped up to first class and meet Tony Robbins and go on his boat <laughs> right. and have dinner with him? Right. And then he's going to invite you back to his house wherever he lives, back in the United States, and you're going to be best friends forever, and he's going to actually promote you to run his marketing team or his podcasting team. (laughs) And they are both irrational. They're both rational. But now, as I was telling that story, how did it feel if, what if? Mm -hmm. How did that, the positive stuff, that sounded pretty good. It sounded kind of cool. It's like, that'd be awesome if that happened, I guess. I don't know. Much so then, what if I miss my flight and... 
I don't know what the, my, my parents are, in-laws. And you, and just cut, you kind of go down that negative rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Well, what they were teaching us is... Going down a positive rabbit hole. Going down a positive rabbit hole. But on both sides, what does a pendulum do? It swings to the left, it swings to the right. It's, but eventually, what happens to a pendulum? It's more of the middle. Stops in the center. Yeah. The next step they gave us was, and this works, and I've already tried it, and I've only been at it this like a couple of days, the most probable outcome. What is the most probable outcome to your Jamaican trip? Mm-hmm. You're going to show up, so you're going to get to get the- kidnapped by bandits. Yeah, no, that's the bad side. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the most probable. The pendulum's in the middle now, Dan. Come on, you got to stay with me on this I'm one. I, yeah, just I just lost it now. <laughs> the most probable is yeah. yeah, you're going to it, you're you're going to wind up going. You're going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. The plane's going to be on time. It's going to be safe. Uh, you may you may get held up in customs, but it's okay because you're in Jamaica, and then they're going to take you out. And the drive took it was supposed to take thirty minutes. Eh, it took forty minutes, but you're on vacation. You get you there, get the sun's shining. You have a great time. You come mm-hmm. home. Maybe there was a couple little you know quirks along the way, but all in all, you had a great vacation. You come back and tell all your friends. I'll tell you what, I was a little hesitant in going, but now that I went, I had a great time, and I I can't wait to do it again. And that's the idea. Is planning for that when it happens. And what they taught us and what I learned from this and staying with the Jamaican example is I gave my worst, I gave my best, here's my most probable. Now, the most probable is I'm probably going to get hung up in the airport and I got to wait for the cab to come or whatever transportation we're going to take. So what's my plan? Well, maybe when I get there, I, I don't know. Look around. I just have t- some contingencies. Have con- you know, this have is when I'll bring my book. This is what I'll. Re- I'll listen to know. my music. Uh, right. You know, I'll I'll walk around the airport and take mm. in the sights and sounds. I'll I'll stop and get something to drink, or I'll, you know, yeah. it's a great time I'll to kind of refresh. And I'll right. use the restroom. Yeah, it just. I'll bring that portable phone charger with me. I'll, I'll bring this with me. You know, it, it's it's those. You you will be inconvenienced at some point. You know, the, but it's not as negative as you originally anticipated but just knowing that you could be makes you know think of the realistic things realistic negative things that could happen and and prepare for it and that's the difference and that's what we learned along the way Mm -hmm. the catastrophizing is a way of thinking contingency planning is not preparing for a catastrophe in the sense of the way you think. And it was hard for, and we spent a lot of time on this. It would be akin to, if you're planning an outdoor wedding, what would you, what would a natural thought be? The first be? thing you think of is a thunderstorm. What are you going to do about it? You know, exactly. Do you have a contingency plan? Well, yeah, we'll move indoors. Mm-hmm. That's contingency planning. You, you have option A, but I need an option B. What was explained to the group was when you have the catastrophizing or when you go down these different negative rabbit holes, well, if it rains on my hunting, if it rains on my wedding day, that's bad luck. With bad luck, that means I'm probably going to wind up getting a divorce because when I get a divorce is because, you know, my mother said you got to be superstitious and being superstitious, Mm -hmm. I'm worried. And then my... The guy that I was going to marry, the girl I was going to marry, they're not going to like me. Then who else will like me? Nobody will like me. Right. And before you know it, now I'm going to be stuck living at home on my parents' couch for the rest of my life. <laughs> Catastrophizing. <laughs> Let's hear what, what, what 
Um, let's hear in 60 seconds what catastrophizing is. Catastrophizing or magnification is a common cognitive distortion. This is when our mind blows things out of proportion. We tend to see the worst case scenario in a situation without considering all the other possibilities, especially the positive outcomes. For example, a successful high school athlete anxiously tries out for the college team. As he nervously makes a few errors on the first day of tryouts, his thoughts automatically start thinking about being cut and not making the team. His thoughts affect his focus, emotions, and behavior, and he doesn't perform well the remainder of tryouts. Being mindful of our thoughts can help us notice irrational ways of thinking. If you notice yourself thinking about the worst case scenario, ask yourself, based on the facts, how likely is this to happen? Also, it takes the same mental energy to think of a negative outcome as it does a positive outcome. Which is what you've been saying. So shift your perspective and live mindfully. Which is exactly what you've been saying. So so now from this, uh, the catastrophizing, and we're, we're back to focus. Rather than focus on the negative, focus on the positive, focus on contingencies, focus, you know, on, on the other options. And if you go back to how we start at the beginning of the program, and it happens in everything that we do, whether you're an athlete, whether you're in business, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a parent, whether you're a child, you can see that behavior demonstrated. The one thing that we all have in common is that same mental or that same thought process. And it was further explained to us that it goes back to our primitive states where we either want to, we want to look for the danger first. We want to look for the negative first. We want to either fight, we want to flight, we want to freeze. It goes back to evolution. And they got really deep with this. And along the way, it was like, some of the stuff was like, wow, this is, then they got into the, into your, like your headspace and all the ways that your brain fires these different triggers. And it was, it got complicated. I got a little lost. But when we got back on track, we realized that we're all basically the same, the way that we, interpret where we bring in information the difference is how do we bring in that information and then think about it and put it out there in a positive way and that example that you just shared from uh you know that that, Mm -hmm. uh, athlete one practice doesn't make or break your career Mm -mm. but if you continue to have those repetitive thoughts in your head that is going to stop you from moving forward and if you think about the, the previous podcast we've been doing, everything we've been talking about is, why am I stuck? Why am I here? What's the difference? What's going to make me a better person? What can I do? What is the, where is the starting point? A lot of people go, well, where do I start? And what, we, what I found, and it was more prevalent in the, after hearing more of this information, it starts from within. And we've talked about that before. But I thought of my own journey in how my thoughts dictated my behaviors, which in at the end was my results. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting concept. So if you take that overlay right. and overlay it on any, anything, any activity, any something you're going to say or do, and you put that overlay on it, what do you think the outcomes could be? Could they be good or bad? Right. And they could be either. And some people... Some people are the actual extreme opposite in a way where some people are just wired different. You know, I think of daredevils. 
you know, think think of someone like Evil Knievel or, or just a daredevil. Think of a base jumper or what are they called? Parkour? Uh, Park, this guy. Yeah. They jump around. Yeah, they I've, just climb on buildings and stuff. And, right. you know, th- th- think of these people. The most extreme thought, you know, what's the worst that could happen doing this? You can fall off a cliff and, and die. And that's actually... <laughs> <laughs> it it's that that that's the middle ground as well. You know, the pendulum can be in the far negative where well you can die doing this and it can swing to the far right saying you you won't and then in the middle it's literally 50-50 and they still do it anyway. They're wired in a way where um their biggest fear is an obvious possibility. And they still do it. That that that's wired some. There's something wired in in them, where it dismisses the fear or or the negative. They're they're willing to accept it. That's the thing. The pendulum leans to the to the one side to the negative, and they're fine with that. That's right. That that's someone I need to talk to. That's someone we need to talk we to. We do and get into their their mindset. And I would think. And we do need to talk to people like that because we'll learn from that that type of uh, conversation. It's somewhere in their beliefs they see that as not a worst-case scenario. Maybe, and I'm just speculating, maybe they see that as if I don't do this, that's the worst-case scenario. I didn't find, I, I didn't I challenge, I don't their, know. I think it's just in their mindset that I, w- I wouldn't say for them death would be a badge of honor, but they're doing it, doing what they love. They're feeling, look, people are watching me on the couch all day that they're watching all my YouTube videos and right. stuff. They don't have the life. I'm on top of a skyscraper right now. This is living. If, you know, Evil Knievel once said, you have to have a positive mental attitude to do what I do and also be man enough to handle the circumstances. In my case, I'm man enough. This is that's Evil Knievel's right. quote. In my case, no, I'd I'd still be, you know, you'd be I'd be holding <laughs> on to the bar. No, you're not. You have to drag me there. But but you know, after saying this, there there has to be a term like catastrophizing, where they're they're putting this in their head, and they know that you know I'm going to do this today. Like my skydiver friends, or, or like my, uh, I wouldn't say skydivers because the odds are more in your favor that you're going to shoot will work. Mm. But the base jumpers who, the, the flying squirrel suits that, that just yeah. jump from the, one. The Red Bull, the Red Bull commercial where the guy's flying like exactly. a squirrel. Yeah. yeah, these these guys often lose their friends. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's it's more dangerous than race car driving and where where they've accepted I guess that's the whole thing. It's not a fear. They fear it, but they've accepted the fact that, well, I'm I'm either going to make it or not. They've developed a level of comfort around the consequences. I, I, I guess. I, I, that's, I would have to yeah. say the same. Like it's, it's a guess. It's, guess it's, it's a guesswork on my part to say the same thing. And, and therein lies the focus because they have to be 
diehard focus. Look, I'm either going to make this jump or I'm not. And if I don't, I'm going to die. So I need to focus everything, no matter who's watching me, what's going on. You know, if I got spectators, I need to focus just on landing on that mark. That's the result. Mm-hmm. So the and focus that's and the, the focus. result. Correct. So that line that got you from not getting your bagel, that line was, I may die. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to jump off this building. <laughs> I got to get past the I may die. And do everything and I do can everything not I to cannot die. To get to the end, which is a successful landing. Mm-hmm. I wonder how, and, and it's all on how you think of it and, and how they word it to themselves. And I wonder how they word it to themselves. Do they word it to themselves like, I'm going to hit the mark? Or do they say, don't die? <laughs> you <laughs> like, know, it, it, it's crazy. And... You know, I, I feel bad. You you come here with, with your plan and, and, and stuff, no. and you got this. You're going to say this and this. And I think of the weirdest. I'm not even being devil's advocate. I'm just thinking of the <laughs> weirdest possibility. Well, look at these guys. But, again, this goes back to focus, and that's the premise of, of, of the show today. You wanted to talk focus. And I can't think of any anything more focused than than those guys. They're putting their lives on the line. So... What I would think is they don't have maybe this There's worst case scenario. There's a wiring yeah. different. Not maybe they don't have this. It's a catastrophe. I'm going to go down this vortex, or I'm going to go down this target. I'm going to jump all over. I'm going to circle around and around like a shark. Maybe just maybe they don't have that. They're not wired that way. They look at it differently and say the best possible. They throw out. They throw out the worst possible and say this is the. Most probable thing is going to happen. You know what? And I'm going to work on that piece. Yeah. The, the best possible thing is I make this. I live for another day. And I get another million viewers. Mm, I, I And I'm going to meet people. They'll put me on talk shows. I'm going to have a life that is so abnormal to the status quo. It's not mediocre. It's far from mediocre. And you know what? I'm going to die anyway. We only have a certain amount and, of time, and, and, and I guess that's to walk their, through life. That's their, their maybe that's their mantra. It, that's exactly. what they do. I'm going to die anyway, so I might as well die doing this. Well, and you didn't really um, capture or take over the program today because I was going to tell you that <laughs> in this whole study that we did, there was a room of maybe eighty people, and a facilitator said one or two of you will are not catastrophizers. Really? You never think that way. That that's yeah, and that's so what I was thinking. Some people are just aren't wired like that. And I know I know people who just they'll they'll say something, I'll say, Well, I can't do that. And they'll say, Why? Because they just never see the negative. They just they're so on the positive. Or they they dismiss the danger mm-hmm. and they go, Well, I'm gonna fight. They take the risk. I'm not gonna fight. Just take the chance. If it goes back to how we all are together in this fight or this flight or this freeze, some people do nothing. Mm-hmm. Other people are gonna run away, and other people are gonna stand up and conquer. And that's what this uh, we've been talking about. What are you gonna stand up and conquer? And with that, what are you gonna stand up and conquer? Chris, you're gonna have a great day. So mm-hmm. go figure something out, people, and and let's uh, let's make it a great day. And with that, we wrap up another episode of Living Proof with Chris Flickinger. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to share, please contact flickisproof at gmail.com. That's flickisproof at gmail.com. And on social media, Chris underscore Flickinger. Any any last words? No, I just want everybody to find something they have passion around, go out and conquer it, and make it a wonderful uh, wonderful life for yourself. 
Have a great day, everyone. Take care.